Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Get those slushies that Steve's been talking about the last couple of weeks as the weather starts to get hot. Everyone's going green. Everyone can be outside a little bit more cautiously. So visit our friends at Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury. Today's show also brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Steve Jones coming up soon from the Sunbury Motors studio. As it is a happy Friday for everybody as Northumberland Union County is going green next week. Very happy about that. Columbia, Juniata, Mifflin, other neighboring counties that are going green as well. 12 total going green next Friday. So... We're all very happy to hear about that. A very happy note to end on this work week. Sports-wise, as we get ready for today, Bill Bender from Sporting News is going to join us a little bit later on today. Lots of college football things to get to. Elsewhere in college sports today, basketball, Oklahoma State, part of that FBI investigation not too long ago, they got a one-year postseason ban by the NCAA today. So we'll we'll see how, where that leads for some of their top players. And we'll see if they decide to stay there or not. So we'll get into that. And also, Penn State football players, 75 of them, going to be heading back to campus in a phase reopening the university was able to announce today. So Steve definitely going to have plenty on that. That's certainly more good news to see. Center County actually went green last Friday. So we'll definitely be happy to see that. And there'll be other athletes they'll be able to go back to. But that includes 75 football players. Just heard from Sean Clifford yesterday, Penn State quarterback. Had a lot of good things to say. And it seems like Penn State has handled this well as about as well as about any team could, considering the circumstances with the way that they've been able to keep in touch via Zoom. By the way, they've been going over plays, and Sean Clifford shared his whiteboard yesterday when he met with the media via Zoom on how, how he keeps in touch with the receivers. The receivers are sending him videos of how they're running routes and where they're going to be in certain spots, so... I think Penn State's done really a tremendous job, and I'm sure they'll be able to add to that now, and that will be able to hopefully get back on the field little by little as things go on. And the Eagles also announcing today, or yesterday it was, in fact, Lincoln Financial Field and the Novacare Complex are going to be reopening beginning on Monday on a limited capacity. Coaches and players, of course, still have to remain home unless they're rehabbing, and they'll be hopefully allowed back by the time training camp gets, gets going in July. So we want to hear from you. How are you feeling today? It's a big happy Friday in the news and sports world today. 1-800-795-9565. 1-800-795-9565. 
We want to hear from you today about that. And also, 435 today, as always, we'll have Steve's brother, the King, Kevin. Kevin Jones himself join us for our weekly sports trivia segment. So we'll hear from Steve Stoon from the Sunbury Motor Studio. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back here on the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK and at WKOK.com. You know, I was just uh, about to make a run over to Brewers Outlet. You know, when you're sitting there and you're filling out all these ballots for the recall in Ward 4, you get thirsty. No? (laughs) See, you think I'm kidding. (laughs) See, you think I'm kidding. (laughs) Imports Domestics Microbrews. Best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. And guess what they have now? Slushies. Six ice-cold flavors of slushies. It's 81 now. It's going to be in the 80s next week. You're going to want to to go over to Brewer's Outlet and get slushies. Okay? Six great flavors. Looking forward to that. And when I come out, I'm going to be there, what, August 5th, right? Does that sound right? For the Purdy tournament? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, August 12th. No, 5th. I got Steve sent me a... Oh, it's 5th, okay. Yeah, they had... Uh, he sent me something today. Uh, that's you. why the change. That's why the change. There was, there was a conflict in the schedule. Ah, okay. So they wanted to change... They wanted to know if I was available for it and do the show, things like that. I said, yeah. Uh... I'll make a note well, for that th- myself too. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. Well, no, 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 no. That's that's okay. Like I said, this just happened today. All right. And uh, and I want to get myself some slushies. You know, go in there, and you know, I want to get in before you know who gets in there. <laughs> you get. He should work something where they have them on the carts, so when you're in the middle of the 18, you can just uh, go pick it up and get a little refresh. Got that right. You know, I mean, Corey's the kind of guy he delivered. I was about to say, Corey should work that out. Corey's incredible. He'll just come over and go, hey, here, you know, I got some pickles for you. Like, you got to be kidding me. Guy always goes the extra mile for everybody. Everybody. Dumb. All right, uh, and we're in the Sunbury Motor Studio talking about going to right to the limit for everybody. That's their customers. That's Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. You can go to sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, pre-owned inventory. You can get the process going from the comfort of your own Home at sunburymotors.com. So the NBA is back. They'll be back in July. They'll get going on July 31st. We're going to talk to Cindy Bourne from the Washington Post about this on Monday. The NHL is back in July. 
they will go with the 2014 playoff. Major League Soccer avoids a lockout. They're back. Okay. And then there's baseball. We are in a world right now with a with serious issues to discuss that need good, honest conversation. Good, solid understanding and good, solid conversation. And you have a pandemic which has people scared and worried. And then there is Major League Baseball, which bring with it two critical words that they don't seem to get. Tone deaf. And it's not this is not just the players. This is the Commissioner Rob Manfred is a brilliant brilliant guy, Harvard grad, attorney, the whole deal. This is not somebody that you know, it doesn't bring his fair share of smarts to the table. Okay. Um, and for some reason, the level of tone deafness of Major League Baseball with everything going on around them. Everything going on around them is stunning. When you look at how Adam Silver and Gary Bettman, now Gary Bettman has not not been the gold standard when it comes to negotiations, all right, because they've had three lockouts. But I think you can't do anything except give Gary Bettman very high grades for how he has handled this. Adam Silver has consistently received high grades on most fronts. Obviously, the preseason problem with China, uh, he did not. But others, yes. And then there's baseball. And they can't get anywhere. They're talking about a 48-game season right now. No offense, a 48-game season ends up, especially in baseball terms, does that feel legit to you? Now, I understand the purpose behind what they want to do here. But if you want to start July 1st, you can get more games in than that. Now, well, you're playing the entire month of July. You're playing 4th of July weekend. If you want to finish up September 27th, which is the goal, that's great. That's smart. Because I think they're concerned about the colder weather. And, you know, again, we've had so many unpredictable turns with this pandemic. And we could have positive turns, too, because we'll talk to Nate. Of course, Penn State football is coming back 
the process of getting 75 football players back to work out begins on Monday. And the number will be 75. And you're saying, well, why not more? Uh, Just so you understand, essentially this is the spring roster. There are 123 players on the roster, including incoming freshmen. Remember, a lot of the incoming freshmen, uh, the majority of them, aren't scheduled to come in until the end of this month anyway. So they wouldn't be a part of that 75 to begin with. But you've got that, and then you've got baseball arguing and haggling. If you want to have a collective bargaining agreement that keeps the 2022 season intact, you need to have a little more flexibility right now. And I'm talking about this is the owners. Look, you play 82 games, guess what? You should get 82 games worth of pay. I feel very strongly about that. Now, if you want to build in, hey, look, there's 30%, that's half a season, right? So we'll take 15%, we'll knock it down, because just try and use that kind of mathematical logic. And if we start letting fans back in, say, maybe even in August, then we'll change that number, we'll float it upward, we'll put it in your direction. I, I just, I don't know. I, mean, I know the owners are going to lose money. I know that. But in order to make money in the future, you've got to play now. Right? Sometimes you've got to like take a loss somewhere because you're going to gain later from it. You have to have foresight. You can't just think about the moment. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. It's 81 here in State College today. They have slushies now. Six great flavors. It was seven, but the leader award for it ate all of them in that flavor. No. <laughs> By the way, he's all happy, you know. What's tomorrow night, Matt? What's tomorrow night? Oh, um, yeah, IndyCar. <laughs> yes, in Texas. <laughs> Yeehaw. Huh? That's right. And not only that, they don't do things in stages. You get into the car, whomever drives 300 miles the fastest, they give you a trophy and you leave. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Hey, I got all these mini trophies during the race. Did you win it? I don't care. (laughs) Care you won stage one. Big deal. Uh, I know you're you're trying, but to me, when you run the Brickyard 400, get in the car, okay, if you can get 400 miles faster than the other guy or woman, you're in. They give you a trophy and a big check. Give you one of those happy Gilmore checks. All right. Imports Domestics Microbrews. Best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. 
They roast their peanuts fresh and not every day in the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And you can go online to sunburymotors.com. Check out Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, pre-owned inventory. You can get the process going from the comfort and safety of your own home, all at sunburymotors.com. Nate Bauer, next half hour on the reopening for Penn State. The reopening for Penn State football, I should say. And we'll talk about that in the next half hour. It'll be limited to 75 players. But they have four practice fields to work with, three outdoor, one indoor. And plus, of course, the rotation they'll need in the weight room. But that'll get them going. They'll all have to be tested. Everybody will have to be tested. And we'll go from there. We'll talk to Nate about that in the next half hour. But first, Bill Bender, Sporting News. Bill, how have you been? Great to have you back. Hope you and yours are safe and sound. Yeah, you know, Steve, I, you know, unfortunately yesterday my son found out that his 9U baseball season was canceled. So oh, nice. here, here's a good story for you, though. We're, we're uh, the Other coaches and I are going to try to rally up a schedule nonetheless. And told him this morning, I said, hey, uh, Grant, I think we're going to be an independent. And he goes, like Notre Dame, and I almost started crying. <laughs> you brought him up well. <laughs> so, uh, you know, well, I think it speaks to the uncertainty of college football. I mean, yeah. we, we still don't know yeah. who's going to be on, who's going to be off, and I think our, our little youth league down here in Pickerington, Ohio, might be a microcosm for the big thing. Yeah, I know here, for example, Belfont, which is a town of about 9 to 10 miles from here, and it's the county seat, they're going to play a little league season. Uh, they're going to do it. But I haven't heard anything about here yet, so we're still waiting. And you're right. it's Everybody's making their own decisions as to how to handle it. Now, Sporting News did put out a top 25, though. And what I loved about the top 25 was this, is that you took the last few years and you pointed out where you got it right, where you got it wrong, thus you had some fun with it, Bill. You had fun with it. Good writers let you know when they're wrong. <laughs> and um, went back and looked at my playoff projections from the last seven years. I, I kind of took over on bull projections when the playoff era started. And uh, man, I went back and was like, man, what was I thinking that year? I, I really must have loved Lane Kiffin at USC. What was wrong with me? Um, <laughs> then our top, <laughs> our top 25, I think, if you're a Penn State fan or an Oregon fan or a Florida fan, or I would even argue maybe even a North Carolina fan or a Louisville fan, you are facing the same problem as everybody else, and it's can you break up this elite monopoly at the top of the sport that I, I told, you know, when I tell you my, my playoff teams, Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State. They sound they, 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 started talking. They sound, they sound familiar. <laughs> well, so let me ask you this, because you're closer to there. Yeah. What does Penn State need to do to break that up? We've seen them play Ohio State competitively, more competitively than anybody else in the Big Ten the last three years. That's Even right. last year, yep. they cut it. They make it a one-score game. Mm-hmm. They make it interesting in the shoe. What What is the difference that could put Penn State over the top? Difference? The difference, I think, is is the ability to make one additional play each half. 
All right, mm-hmm. that, that's how close it is, Bill. In other words, you know that you 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 make a big play and oh, it gets that that shoestring tackle happens, or in the second half is a third down and long and they convert. You know, if you can make one, if they can make one play each half, suddenly that margin changes. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. you now you're over the top. That's how close they've been because. Nobody's played Ohio State tougher in the Big Ten, except for 2015. Except for 2015. I mean, even in 14, when James was in his first year, they went double overtime. The year Ohio State won the national championship, they went double overtime. Uh, mm-hmm. Then Penn State beat him in 16, then the one-point game in 17, one-point game in 18, then last year. And I just think that it's a play each half, and they got to find that play, and they got to make that play. Yeah, and they, they've played Ohio State tighter than anybody else um i was at the consecutive games the one in the shoe where jt barrett led two straight touchdown drives at the end and then the following year a whiteout where i'm going to be honest with you as a journalist i had a much different column written both times i basically had it penn state finally did it here's how they did it and then you know it takes like that one ben victor catch really changes the momentum at the whiteout um I think Penn State faces the same dilemma that Michigan and Wisconsin do, though, because I think all three of those schools on their own are playoff-caliber teams on any given year. Michigan and Penn State have a habit of beating each other in their own house. It's mm-hmm. been going on for about four, four years. years. Four years. I mean, Michigan, Michigan's the last one to win on the other turf. Mm-hmm. Um, Wisconsin has that Big Ten West, but they I don't think anybody that follows the Big Ten – takes the Big Ten West as seriously as the Big Ten East with the top three. Right. So, um, and all of them, in since I believe since Urban Meyer take, has taken over, Wisconsin beat Ohio State, Michigan hasn't beat Ohio State, and I think Penn State's got them once. Yep. That's pretty phenomenal when you think about it. It is. It is, and it's to, and it's to their credit. And it, it's Ohio State, Bill, has a depth to its program where how many times have you and I sat there and said, boy, they lost three out of four guys in the secondary, usually because they went to the draft, and yet the secondary mm-hmm. seems seems just as good as it was before. I mean, that's just an, a positional example. When does Penn State get to the point where they've had the difference makers of the, of the Ohio State level? They've yeah. had a Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. They've had a Micah Parsons. They've had a Gross Mattis. They've had a really at the college level at least a game-changing quarterback like Trace McSorley um what Ohio State has and I was talking about this earlier today with somebody I said how many teams can lose number two and number three in the NFL draft and Chase Young and Jeff Okuda who are the two best players at their position last year Mm -hmm. and you can make the argument that Okuda is going to be a better NFL player than Young and they're fine they're they're fine at both spots um That that's that's the difference to me is that depth of recruiting and the, the the surprise to me is that I could make a strong argument right now that Ryan Day has them in a better position today than they were in two years ago when Urban Meyer and some of the drama started. I and that could very well be true and that's interesting. Now with James Franklin, because he had to fight from behind early with numbers. I think he's now at the point where he has now been able to take Penn State's quality scholarship depth and finally in the last couple of years has them in a position like that 
because he had to start from way behind to do it. Yeah, and, and I think Michigan was behind when Jim got there. And one of the things I've been saying about both of those programs, Penn State, for example, he had catch-up work, and it took a minute to get a guy like Micah Parsons to, to commit to Penn State. And what a huge commit that was. He's such a difference maker, yeah. arguably the best defensive player in the country going into this year. Yeah. It took a minute to get a depth that you can have a Journey Brown or some of the receivers that they've had rule through there and give Clifford some weapons. Um, Michigan, it's the same story. They had 10 draft picks in the NFL draft this year. And you, you sit there and say, well, why? Why can't Jim Harbaugh beat these guys? Well, there's two answers. One, Eight of those guys were day three picks. Yeah. Two, they have what Michigan hasn't had is a field tilting quarterback. You could make the argument. I was about to Jake, bring that up. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I was about to bring that up. You and I were thinking the same thing. Because when Harbaugh got there, Jake Rudock, I think you were about to just mention him. Mm-hmm. I, I still feel he's the best quarterback he's had. That's right. what I was just going to say. That the. For all the talk about Harbaugh as a quarterback whisperer and a developer yes. and those kind of things, his best quarterback in the last five years was an Iowa transfer who he got the best out of. And I thought at the time, I was like, well, well, if he can do that with him, man, wait till he gets his own guy. Well, they thinking, never had their own guy. I was thinking they, the same thing, and you just took the words out of my mouth that I've used many times in the show. How come he can't get his own guy? Well, that's and that's the pressure on a Dylan McCaffrey or a Joe Milton this year. Yeah, uh, McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's some tremendous athletic ability there, um, but he hasn't played, and he, he's gotten a couple, you know, injuries when he has played. Yeah. Uh, Milton's a kid that was extremely raw, um, but they, the, uh, the limited action I've seen him, you can tell he has an arm. But again, reps. Um, and I tell people this all the time. Shea Patterson lost one home start at Michigan. <laughs> but it just happened to be one against that team that they can't beat. <laughs> them. <laughs> it was against them. <laughs> right. And that's that's just it, whether you're there or I think the Big Ten is as good as it's been in a long time, but it still faces this and, and you and I sat down, I remember being in State College and talking to you about this two years ago and I yeah. just feel like it's the same movie where, you know, I was good. Um, Minnesota's good now, yeah. uh, but but they're not as good as the Buckeyes. And, and I, I would make the argument that what Ohio State's done in the last three years, it's not like Clemson and the rest of the ACC. This is the other teams in the Big Ten are quality football teams that can you know win ten games. Iowa won ten games last year. I saw that. Yeah. I'm doing my coach rankings now. I couldn't. I was just like, did that really happen? Yeah. And then, but then I think of Iowa in terms of. Well, they ain't winning the Big Ten anyway, so what's what's the big deal? Well, it, it's interesting because in a lot of ways, Penn State has plays, you know, in the neighborhood the same kind of style Ohio State does, uh, you know, with, with personnel and so forth. But I've always felt Wisconsin and Iowa have been two programs that needed a specific formula to win as to how they win. And that's, to me, that's what's kept, that's enough to win their division, but it's not enough to put them over the top in, in a big game. Exactly. I mean, Wisconsin can, I, I, I get ridiculed a little bit for kind of scoffing at the notion that Wisconsin's a national championship contender. I, uh, and the reason I do that is because I tell people the last time they beat Ohio State, 
Terrell Pryor was a quarterback for the Buckeyes. J.J. Watt was a defensive end for Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. and, and they needed every break to go their way at a night game in Madison to win a one-score game. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like Ohio State – and you were there at the Big Ten Championship game. I mean, they had yeah. every reason to beat Penn State that night. Mm-hmm. And, and they didn't. And, um, you know, you put them against an Alabama or a Clemson or an Oklahoma, the, the heaviest heavyweight weight class in the sport, I think the three schools that are closest to getting in that weight class are Penn State, Florida, and Oregon. Yeah. Because I think Oregon has taken advantage of USC being down. Yep. I think Florida's got a really good – Florida and Penn State, to me, are almost mirror programs in a lot of way right now. Yeah. Because I think Florida's getting close, but they still got to climb that Georgia hurdle. And, you know, Planet Alabama is going to exist as long as Nick's on the sideline. Sure. Uh, there's no question about that. And I think that uh, I, I, anytime somebody brings up, like you talk about Wisconsin, this is what I would bring up to them. There's 10 minutes to go in the game. Wisconsin's down two touchdowns to, I don't care, Ohio State, Alabama, Penn State, whomever. Do you think they can come back and win? Okay? Because that, right. that's the whole thing. I don't, they can't because that, their style doesn't lend them. They have to be the front runner in the game. Yeah, and they, they, they had that year with Russell Wilson where you kind of look back at it and they they, they – they had a you know a guy that I think you know as as much as I'm a Packers fan, Russell Wilson can ball and uh, yeah he can. They lose two hail marys that year on two hail marys and that's the difference in them really oh. playing for national title. But I mean that should have showed them something that you need a dynamic quarterback in that offense and then you're virtually unstoppable with those linemen and the Jonathan Taylors and every. NFL running back they've had roll through there. I think Penn State's clued in on that, that you need the quarterback. I think Clifford did a good job last year, and mm-hmm. there's room for him to grow. Yes. But Trace, and why I like Trace so much when he was there, was he could do both. He could throw it down the field, and he could run, and he did it in a way that maybe, the, you know, maybe he never takes starts an NFL game at quarterback. Who cares? He did it in college and did a good job of it. Right. Exactly. And with Russell Wilson, I remember when he transferred from NC State, Bill. And we have to do it. You, you know how it goes. They ask you to, to vote. If you're going to vote for the All-Big Ten team, you have to vote for the preseason team. So the preseason team, I think we had to put down who the, our preseason player of the year was. He wasn't on the ballot because he had been a late transfer. So I wrote him in. right? And, I, and Ron Vanderlinden was the linebacking coach here at the time. He said, hey, by the way, we're going up to Scranton for a for a, a dinner. And he said, who would you vote for a preseason player of the year? And I said, uh, Russell Wilson. He goes, Russell Wilson? I said, well, geez, Ron, I said, what a quarterback in this league has 103 career touchdown passes. Right. I said, he, right. he does. Well, at the end of the year, you remember, he didn't get the player of the year. I still voted for him for player of the year, the postseason. I said, this guy's great. <laughs> He's even better than I thought he was going to be. Well, yeah, and and he really was. And then, then, then you look at now, if we're talking about the state of the rest of the Big Ten, behind the major players, I mean, yeah. so Michigan State's going to transition now. And I think they're in trouble because... I agree. Mark D'Antonio went, had a combined 500 record against Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I say, I say that in terms of it was... And that's they were bad against Ohio State. Still, to go 500 against those schools there... 
not easy to do. Right. And Tucker's challenge is Penn State's up now. They're not in sanctions. Michigan's up now. They're not between four coaches in ten years. Yeah. Um, they, they could face some problems. I think Maryland and Rutgers, it is what it is. And then the other division, I mean, I always get asked about Nebraska, Steve. I, I just And I say, <sighs> I don't know. I, I think Scott can do a good job there. I just don't know if they can get the guys to do it that they had in the 90s. Yeah, and that remember what they did in the 90s. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Bill. They did a really good job of recruiting California, and they did a really good job mm-hmm. of recruiting Texas at that time. I, yeah, I explained it to my son, my nine-year-old son once. I said, um, imagine a team that didn't have to – they didn't throw – and they didn't have to throw, and they crushed your quarterback with their defensive ends, and they just literally strangled you on both sides, and it was actually fun to watch because Tommy Frazier was fun to watch. Yes, that run, rushing attack was fun to watch, and I just don't know if they're ever going to be able to recapture that. So that that's why the West is in a dilemma because I think P.J. Flex on the up at Minnesota, yeah. but I don't know what their max value is. I, I, I I could see them winning 10 games and, and a Cotton Bowl bid is their max value, similar to Michigan State. I don't. I think the only three programs that could actually produce a legitimate playoff team are Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. Right. But Michigan and Penn State are just they're just outside that door, just trying to knock in. Right, and then we'll see at the end of this year whether they're able to do it, uh, and especially with the circumstances. Who know what the circumstances will look like? As for Nebraska. This, I give Scott Frost credit. He is, he's gone about his business and has just tried to do what he thinks is best. But what's interesting is you feel like the people that follow them feel like they can will them back to greatness. And it's only going to be hard work that gets them back there. Because, and, it's, and the mountain's much bigger to climb now than it was 25 years ago. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, I think for them, it's just, can they? They'd be happy with getting to a Big Ten championship game with a team that's capable of reaching a New Year's Day Six Bowl. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, you know, Iowa, same deal. Iowa puts out some good teams every fourth year, and that's the other thing I was going to say at the last question. I think the difference between Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan also is Penn State in the last five years. You may disagree. The team that won the Big Ten championship was capable of playing in the playoff. Yes, I think the team that lost to lost to Ohio State two years ago in Happy Valley was capable of making the playoff if they win that game. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they're capable of making the playoff every year. Bill Bender, Sporting News. Nate Power, next half hour, Blue White Illustrated on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. 